Good evening, beautiful souls. Hello, it is Friday night and it's 5 p.m. and you are where you're supposed to be. You're at the Unfiltered Experience with yours truly, Christopher Roush and... Scott Goyette, and it's actually 7 p.m. Unless you're, are you in a different place, Chris? I'm in California, buddy. You're oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yes, it's five o'clock uh, California time. It is 7 p.m. your time, and it is 8 p.m. Eastern East time. Coast. There you go. And if you you're in the mountains. Mountain. Why, do, why do they stick a mountain in there, and why do they do the whole daylight savings time thing? I mean, seriously, half of us are like super intelligent people, but when it comes to daylight, it's like, what time zone are you? Did you switch? Is it now four o'clock? Is it five? Why can't they just put us all on the same thing? It's just crazy. Man, but I know why. It's because of the sun and that whole east-west shit, the fucking logistics stuff. Hello. Good evening, Jeffrey Ryder. Hello is in the house. Good to see you, brother. Thank you for What's being up, here. Jeffrey? How are you, brother? How are you doing, Mr. Scott? You had an uh, uh, entertaining week. I did. I did. I. Uh, it's um, good to have some surgery on a part of my body. I, it was on my pinky toe and into my foot. And so they had to put a screw that went through two joints to kind of bring that back into my foot. And it's amazing that how such a little part of your body can have such an influence because because I wasn't using that toe, my calf started to pull, my hips started to go out of place, the whole kinetic chain. And it just makes me think about some of the things that we're going to talk about today, because I think so many times we give away our power and we think, oh, we're just little, you know, we don't have an influence. My dollar's not enough. My minute that I donated isn't enough. Or that smile I gave to somebody else isn't enough. And that's simply not true because... I can prove that with a pinky toe because I'll tell you this, without it, I wasn't in balance and it actually hurts more than any other part of my body when you put a screw in it, it turns out, because right now I'm in a lot of pain. So all the little things count, I can tell you that for sure. Dude, that's so true. That's so true. When I had, I mean, when I had my back surgery back in 20, January of 2018, I think it was, I always, I'm losing track already. But when I, when they told me about the procedure, they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to fuse L2, L3, L3, and L4. And we're going to put six screws and three rods. Two rods are going to be on this, on each side of your spine. And then we're going to put one that's going to be across. It's going to kind of hold it all together. And, um, and I said, what's the recovery three years? And they're like, no, 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 no. You'll be out of the hospital in a couple of days. I'm like, Okay, so you're going to cut through my back, cut through my muscles, and then you're going to put all this hardware in there and make my back super stiff right there where it hasn't been super stiff. And you think I'm going to get out of here in three days? I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody gets out of here. The surgery, they said the surgery was going to take two hours. It wound up taking five hours. The surgeon came out and actually told my wife that he wasn't going to do any more surgeries that day, that my my damage that was was actually pretty bad and the fact that he was surprised I was walking. And I knew, you know, because we talked about this. I mean, I set my mind up for it so good. I mean, I studied David Goggins. I was like, I did not want to do surgery. I do not like being put out. And I studied this and I was like, okay, how can I shift my perspective? And I started looking forward to it. Like I get to kind of see what my mom went through. I hadn't had surgery since I was six years old when I had, or 10 years old when I had my tonsils out. And so I just changed my perspective. Like, I'm excited to go see what this is going to be like. I'm excited to see what the rehab is going to be like. You know, I'm excited to see how I'm going to bounce back and how I'm going to use my unstoppable ways to be able to, to do that. So I just had this kind of excitement about it. But I remember when I woke up, dude, I, I, cause I was expecting, okay, I'm going to have pain. It's going to be super sore. It's going to feel like it's going to, it's going to be tender. It's going to be this, you know, I woke up and I was like, I think I literally said, what the fuck did you do to me? Cause I could, I went to go like move my back, like just barely push my hands down. I couldn't like, ah, I'm like Mr. Roush, Mr. Roush. I'm like, what did you do? I felt like a Buick ran over me. I was like, what? I was in the hospital for five days. I was like, yeah, no, you guys are crazy. So putting a little, putting some screws in your pinky toe, I would imagine would be even probably 10 times as painful as that. Oh, I don't know if it's 10 times painful. <laughs> I'm just going to the point that oh, it's amazing how such a small part of your being that we look at as sometimes being insignificant um, no different than people do to themselves. They say, oh, I don't matter. I'm not enough. 
How can I save the planet? How can I make an impact? And that's what I want to segue with right now with our amazing guest, because this person who we're going to have on the show today is first and foremost, she's somebody that, as you always talk about, she really does embrace the moments. I see her on Facebook and other social media, and she's just having a beautiful time with her daughter, just being an amazing example. And all the things that you and I are always talking about, she doesn't try to be a savior by going to do all these things for other people to you know, make them follow her. She's that example. She shines that bright light. And she shines that bright light in a way, not only as a mom, not only as a friend, not only as somebody who's just out in the world, just doing beautiful things, but she's also the founder of an organization called WellAware. And they bring water to some of the most remote places in the earth, in Kenya and other parts of Africa. And they make sure that people who don't have clean water do. And she's an amazing human being. Without further ado, I would like to invite my friend, Sarah Evans, to jump on board with us with the Unfiltered Experience. What's up, Sarah? Good evening, darling. How are you doing? How are you? Whoops. Oh, are you muted? Are you oh, muted? You are muted. muted. I am back. not muted, and I'm very happy to be here. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, awesome. Awesome. Where are you? So where are you coming from tonight? Scott's in Austin. I'm in Southern California, and you are? I'm in Austin. Yeah, it's south Southwest Austin sort of yeah. area. Yeah. Neighbors. That's not fair. I'm going to be coming to Austin pretty soon, so we'll have to hook up and have, make it a big party. Yeah, let's hang out. Let's do happy hour. I'm fully vaccinated now, so... I can do this. Isn't that strange to say? Like we're adults, we're like, I'm fully vaccinated. I can go out and play. You know, like we're little kids. Yeah, it's it's really cool though. I get to um, hug a lot of people that I haven't been able to in a long time. So I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm halfway to the sandbox. I can do like fist bumps and like elbow bumps. I'm almost there. One more vaccination on May 2nd. And then yeah. we can, then I can come into the playground with everybody else. Seriously, May 2nd? I think mine is... I would laugh if mine's May 2nd. I think mine is like May 7th. I got my first one. Um, yeah, that's early. Like that. But that really doesn't matter. Let's talk about Sarah Evans. Jesus Christ, who cares about my vaccination thing? There you go. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. We got some people in the house. We got Jeffrey Ryder. Jeff, thank you so much for being here, brother. Hope you were doing well. Serena Buffalino, I was just talking about you two seconds ago. Um, it's amazing how many people are talking to me about Haiti and water and helping people. Uh, Mark Gassert's in the, in the building. He's saying, greetings, gentlemen. And remember, Rumble, young man, Rumble. Yes, Mark Gassert's kick ass. He's part of our unfiltered crew. We got Darlene in the house. Thank you so much for being here, Darlene. I see Darlene on Clubhouse. I see Darlene on my shows. Darlene, thank you so much. You are just such a sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Mark says, nobody is just about living with the purpose. Absolutely. So Sarah, talk to us about your purpose. I am excited to hear about this. Oh, gosh. Um my, my, my personal purpose. <laughs> yeah. Go to um, personal purpose first. Sure. Oh, I mean, you know, it, 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 well, uh, let, let me start with the, with the meat of the conversation, um, which, which is, you know, and Scott knows me mostly through um, the, how I found, founded and started the organization called well aware that he mentioned. Um, and it was a little bit accidental. I am not, technically trained in nonprofit management or fundraising. I was a, a lawyer for, in another lifetime, but I um, sort of accidentally got involved in a, a project in East Africa and then ended up sort of changing it into a, a water uh, system project. And we launched this kooky fundraiser way back when. I think I might have known you then, Scott. We did. We did. We did. We were. It was the Cosmo Rotary Club. Yeah. Yeah. Before we even did our first project, I think, and you guys believed in me and uh, helped me fundraise for it. And so we, we did our first water system um, in Kenya back in 2010. 
And then it, that really completely changed my life and my perspective of what is meaningful and what is fulfilling. And truth be told, prior to that, I was uh, on paper quite successful, but um, in my heart and my mind, not doing so great. Um, so I, I think being able to find a place where I could put um, my concern and um, I don't want to say compassion, that's overused, but my, my, my need and want to be able to um, uh, lift other people up to, to work. And so, uh, and so we've been growing that ever since and it's scaled and it got to a point where um, we, we were doing all this really, really good work through Well Aware and we realized that this is so cool and it will like, kind of created something that was sort of moving on its own, which was phenomenal, right? It's like you want to create something that can live and survive without you. Um, and, uh, and, and then because there's such a high failure rate in this sector, I decided to, I'm still very involved with Well Aware as the founder and the chair of the board, but we started a new company that is providing uh, uh, software and support for other NGOs and governments to be able to support these water systems so that they don't fail. The failure rate is uh, upwards of 60%. And so we'd like to really work on decreasing that across uh, across all of the NGOs and governments worldwide. That's that's my professional purpose and my personal purpose. Honestly, like I just I don't, don't even know the difference between work and uh hobby anymore you know so i think that's probably a good sign right i love it there's a, a poem i always share with everybody it's called the master in the art of living and it's by either howard mishner there's a certain monk and there was one other guy that everybody argues who who wrote it it doesn't matter it's beautiful and essentially it says the master in art of, the art of living there's very little distinction in the work play and spiritual practice they're always doing one and the same so people can't tell the difference and yeah. that brings me to the point, too, of what Chris was asking, where when we're talking about, you know, your mission, what I was hearing, your purpose and your mission, those are beautiful vehicles. You know, you understood that Well Aware was a vehicle to achieve your mission. And now you've got this other organization to make sure the efficiency is there. Uh, that's another beautiful vehicle. But when I see somebody like you, I really see a deeper mission that you just love to give people hope. Is that reasonable to say? I think you put that better than I ever did. Yeah, I, that that's it. You know, it's free. It's free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> that that's true. And you know, I think too. You know, people like us who are very aware of um, the problems that are probably solvable in the world, um, we want to work on it in some way. And when when I when I found something I could work on that is, um, you know, not just. Uh, addressing the most vulnerable populations in the world, but also uh, something that is a catalyst that pro provides opportunities for everything else, right? You have education or water, and then you can have education, and then you can have medical clinics, and you can have agriculture and commerce. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm really grateful that I get to be able to do this kind of work now. And it's kind of funny too, I, an undergrad, I, <laughs> about eight different majors, but one of my, for two years, I majored in civil engineering and then I went to law school and my focus was in environmental law and I clerked for the EPA in clean water. It's just kind of uh -huh. funny. It was not my track at all, but uh, it's interesting in retrospect, um, thinking about how those tiles were laid. 
It is. <clears throat> it's really divine intervention. Sorry. <clears throat> um, when I think about that, when you, when you, when you, because uh, Serena's on here, and Serena's actually she yes. created HelpHealHumanity.org, which uh, <clears throat> I'm proud to be a board member of. And and what she did too also is is leaving like that, that perfect career and that that solely comfortable situation. I call it being comfortably miserable. Talk to us about when you went back to your your family and your friends and you said, "Hey, listen, guys, you know I'm really successful in doing all this stuff, but I have a real passion to go help save the world." Did you get support in that, or did you get bounce back on that? I'm kind of interested to know. And how did you how did you handle it either way? That's a really good question. Um, initially, I, I did not have support. Um, and uh, everybody thought I was a little bit crazy. And that's okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a rule follower, gen generally speaking. And so uh, it's part of why we forged the path that we have uh, with the work that we're doing. Uh, but no, um, no, not supportive. Um, however, once uh, my family and close friends understood that it, this is not something that was going to be temporary for me, then they um, slowly but surely got behind it. And now they are my my biggest supporters and, and uh, encouragement. So what, are, what do we not a simple path, you know? So but, what do we tell people? Because you know, that's nobody's fault. You know, we're all we're all going in a direction that we think we're supporting other people by saying, you know, our idea of encouragement is pushing them the way we believe to be the right path. One of the things Chris and I, when we do our coaching, is we never tell somebody their path, we give them tools and inspiration to find their path. That's it. We walk away. Yep. Yeah. There, there's so many people in our lives that we love that in, inadvertently or unintentionally end up holding us back by thinking they're supporting us. So what do we tell people, especially because you and Serena on here and you're both amazing women who are out giving up so much to give back so much because you truly do conceptualize that helping the least in humanity is helping us all and it's evident in everything you do. Sure. What do we tell women and men, but anybody who's sitting here thinking, oh, I can't do that because, you know, and then, the, you know, fill in the blank. What do we tell those people so that they can find that confidence and that belief to truly embrace their purpose, that deep why, and jump on a vehicle that fulfills that why? That deep why. I like that, too. Um, so. You know, so here's what here, there's no simple answer to that question. And for our, oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> All right. I, he, he wanted to say hi. Say hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Christopher Roush. Hi, everyone. Jackson Christopher Roush. And we're going to be doing the Daddy and Christopher show. And we're going to be doing the Daddy and Christopher show. I mean, the Jackson and Daddy show. <laughs> Jackson and Daddy. I have a kitten. Yeah, show, guys. I wish I could show you my kitten. Kitten. I know that's why I told you your kitten's not going to be a problem. I love you, buddy. Close the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that interruption was brought to you by cuteness. I know. That's, how, that's how we roll here. That's why I told I told you that, Sarah. I said this is just a conversation of us kicking it. So I love that so much. You guys. This is such a relief. Um, yeah, shows up. We're not. We're not. This is not an interview. It's not just because seven seven thousand people are watching billion. right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so the why, that deep why, and how do we get people to tap that that deep why without letting people stifle their dreams? Because we all end up doing it inadvertently. Like a lot of us never get to our dreams because of the voices of others. That's true. I, I, uh, it's a complex question that probably requires a, an, like a three hour or three day conversation. However. Yeah. Two things. Um, first of all, you know, uh, there um, are so many different definitions of success, right? And so I think that's what 
I was met with in the beginning because I had invested a lot of my myself and my own resources into a, a pretty impressive career as for most people. Um, and that was supposed to be success for me. And that's what I was told was success for me. And, but I, I just knew for whatever reason that it wasn't. And, I, and um, so there's that. And I, I also think that just we please other people. And I, I really do think too that there's a cat. There she is. I see she just came back. I, I really, I, I think that people who love you, um, even though, even for me, when I, when I realized that I wasn't pleasing people or meeting their expectations, um, when I, I established that it was something that I was not just going to keep doing, but was going to invest my whole life in, um, they decided to love and support me for that, you know? So was it an, an initial positive reaction, but over time, you know, the, the support system um, that I that I have really did come around on that. I mean, what what choice did they have anyway? You know, sometimes I mean, sometimes people do. I mean, they they, they take a they take a stand like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go follow my passion. You get people that hold you back because there's no way. I didn't follow my passion, so why should you get to? You should be miserable like me. I mean, that's why I always say misery loves company. But so thankfully, you are yeah. around some, some some brave people because and some really cool people because I've seen and I've coached people through having to wish family well when they're like, no, my family doesn't want me to do this. They think it's stupid. I'm like, what is your soul telling you to do? What is it that if, if you didn't do this, would you die with that regret later on in life? Sometimes yeah. you have to wish people well. So that's awesome that you were able to to have that traction and be yeah. able to to do that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I also, you know, just, I'm a sort of a stubborn person in general and that's probably served me well <laughs> for this reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just a so little that, bit. So that's an interesting thing too, though. You actually use the word stubborn instead of like flipping into a positive as persevering. And it's funny yeah. because a lot it's of us do that. We hear somebody said that about us at some time, you're stubborn, Sarah, instead of you're an amazingly go-getting <laughs> persevering person. Well, it's funny, you know, even, especially in the beginning, I got a lot of, you know, you're, you're obstinate, you're intense, you know, you're, you're all over the place. Yes. I know. But you like should meet it. Serena. You should meet Serena. Cause I mean, yes. you guys will be, you guys will be fast friends, but she says, trust in being secure in your ability to make impact. And this, I mean, she really yeah. is. She's, she's a powerhouse. It's unbelievable. Makes me look like I'm sitting still. I was saying you, you definitely need, you guys both needed to connect. And so I made sure I that, that. Uh, yeah, you guys are very, very similar people with a, a lot of determination and dreams. And her big motto is yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. There's no we, stopping her. <laughs> we say that in the, in the office. It's one of our internal like team values. Yes or something better. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. we're doing it or you're going to come up with something better and we're going to, we'll do that. Right. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, let's do it. She there said. it is. There it is, oh, ladies and gentlemen. It's just happening. It's just happening within, I don't know, 19 minutes of a show. We're making a difference. We're combining our forces and making the world a better place. And you guys are helping us make it a better place too. So thank you guys all for being here. Darlene, Serena, Jeffrey, all you guys, Mark, um, you guys are amazing guys. As always, if you have questions, please ask them in the, in the comment section and please make sure that you are uh, engaging with us and having any opportunities you'd like to, uh, to ask questions because this is an opportunity for you to um, kind of take a, a responsible look at your own life.
life and be able to say, hey, listen, am I following my dreams? For you, Sarah, when when you really when you, you said something about this, she goes, there was some sort of shift. What do you what do you attribute that shift to? Do you do you attribute being like holy in your brain throughout your life and like thinking about success and like we went, you were talking about success. What is your definition of success? And what was that, what was that for you that really made you like say, okay, I trust that this is the right decision to be making, even though my brain says it might not be. That's, a, that's also a really good question. Um, you know, I think, so I, I bring this up too much these days, but I'm going to say it again. I'm Gen X, right? So I, I feel like everything that we grew up with, all these social cues told us what success was supposed to be. And even though I actually wasn't born in the U.S., I spent most of my formative years in a small town in East Texas. And so, you know, as far as I could see, there were pretty limited um uh, 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 options for success. Um, so uh, I, I just didn't know, right? Like I just didn't know that I could like, that I could, that I could do even do something that would um, have, have a huge impact on a vulnerable population, much less um, that, that me, that, that I, I personally like had that power or equipment. So I, as far as a, a, a moment that I discovered it, you know, getting involved in that first project in Kenya was the, was the final moment for me when I said, okay, here it is, right? Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in some, in some respect. Uh, but I grew up knowing if that makes any sense, you know, like I, I've always just wanted to like, um, uh, go talk to the, the the kid in the lunchroom that nobody was sitting with, right? Or, you know, just like trying to figure out how to bring the people together and get, get along, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, 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 it was always a part of me. I, I just finally found where um, I had an outlet for that. I, I, I love that because what I'm hearing, and, you know, Chris has the same thing. I have the same thing. Serena has the same thing. There's that spark of, in fact, it says it in her, um, you know, the name of her nonprofit, Help Heal Humanity. It's same thing in mind, Go Love Now. Like we're all doing the same kind of stuff. We're trying to figure out ways to really just ignite that spark. And I think that spark, and you were kind of defining it too, comes the more we branch out and we increase perspective. So whether it's through travel, whether it's joining Rotary, whether it's meeting somebody who's a different color, different gender, different belief system, all the things that I feel like We've got percentage of our country that is tribalizing even more deeply and saying, I want to limit my perspective and I want to have a full echo chamber. And then we have another chunk that's going exactly the opposite, saying, teach me more. Tell me what I've done wrong. Where yeah. can I do better? And yeah. so and then we have a group that's watching. It's almost like the audience. And mm -hmm. so for those people who are sitting in the audience in the middle of those two groups, I would suggest to you what Sarah is saying is jump in and find that spark. You know, for her, like you were saying, it was the, you know, adventure in Kenya and you got to go see what this can do, see the, you know, end result and the outcome. But yeah. I would like explore your spark. If you want to be the person at the lunch table or whatnot, just go do it. Get get scared, you know, because scared yeah, being scared isn't bad. That's it too. Yeah, be scared and 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 stop being so afraid of failure because failure is the best education in life. I do it every day, you guys. <laughs> Every day. It's, it's so true. When you when I sit there and ask people, that's so true, Sarah. When I ask people, do you learn from your mistakes? Yes or no? Most of the time people say, well, yeah. I'm like, well, go make more. And their look on their face is like, that sounds so counterintuitive. 
I'm going to go make more mistakes. I'm like, go make a bunch of mistakes because the sooner you learn, the sooner you go after that, the sooner you realize that's what I've noticed. Cause I sit there and I watch all the successful people and the most successful people just like Serena, just go, go procedure. Fuck procedure. What, what I'm going to go do this. I'm going to figure out this all along the way. And sometimes you have to kind of wrote, you kind of go back, you kind of go back and you have to realize, okay, maybe I do that. And she said right now I'm only learning from the, through my mistakes, but yeah, that's the best thing. And so many people are afraid to do that because of that. Going back to what you said, Scott, the judgment of like, Oh, if I make a mistake then I don't have significance anymore yeah, it's crazy right no but i mean i just and i tell my kid this now too right she's she's nine now scott Ooh, nine. <laughs> this, this crazy. And 14. Now. oh my gosh how does this I'm happen four. to us gosh you guys they yeah it happened so fast but it was like two days ago we we're at a christmas party you didn't even have a child i had like a five-year like it's just so yeah. quick and then two minutes later yours is five I, it literally seems like a, i sneezed I and our kids are like like humans know, like big humans I know. And don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. No. It's true though. But uh, she's a, she's such a cool kid, and I, you know, she's grown up with me doing this work. I started the organization and the, and the mission before she was born, and um, she. I tell her, gosh, I, I love the perspective that she has. But I, I tell her all the time, just you know, in her own life and her her friendships and her her schooling fail harder, right? Like, this is how, cause, you know, she looks at me like I'm some kind of rock star, right? And she's like, mommy, how do you really run these companies and do these things? And I said, well, I just, I just learned all the lessons of real, like by making big mistakes. And because I, I put myself out there a little bit and I challenged something that maybe I wasn't supposed to, and I failed and I learned some things and then I got better. And so that is part of our regular ongoing dialogue is that she should just, she should, you know, in a, in a child appropriate way, fail harder and ask, ask questions and, and really um, kind of just pursue what she wants to do. And she really is her own person. And I'm really proud. Ooh, I love that. What have you learned most from being a parent? Wow. Everything. Right. Um, yeah. I, even though I started this work that we're doing before she was born, it, it, it really didn't solidify for me until until she was a baby, um, it, because she taught me everything, right? Like, um, you know how in the work that we do, we're providing clean water to last mile communities, and w w the lack of clean water does most impact the the women and the children, and uh, mothers in particular could conceptualize the pain or in the worry um, that a mother would have not knowing whether her children were going to survive, but I didn't really feel it until I had my own child. And um, so, you know, it, so two parts, long answer to a short question. Um, she taught me that um, I was not just strong enough to do what I wanted to do, but I had another reason to do what I wanted to do. Um, and then aside from that, you know, every, everything else, patience, um, organization, <laughs> compartmentalization, <laughs> um, how to give uh, critical feedback, you know, in a, in a mm. gentle and <laughs> loving way, you know? Okay. Yeah. What you did so, was inappropriate. <laughs> right. Or, you know, you can't just like ask what to do. You give a couple of few choices. <laughs> it becomes a negotiation. That's what I've learned. I've become such a better negotiator. I've, I've negotiated yeah. million dollar contracts in, in my yeah. corporate life. Now I'm like, Okay, how do yeah. I make him do this? Okay, he's gonna ask for this. You know, you, you really do. 
I don't. I, I became a much better fundraiser <laughs> once I was a once I was a parent, right? Because you understand so much better the patients and you, you know waiting to understand the conversation that's being delivered to you before you respond. And really, it, yeah, it's an it's an interesting thing. But she she really has made me a better human in every way. I love that. Yeah. So, so you mentioned fundraising a little bit, and Well Aware is such an amazing organization. And one of the things that Chris and I are always preaching, we're just telling people nonstop about the power of both your abilities and your voice. And so right now, I know that you guys are in a very important week and well aware and doing some fundraising. Talk to us about that and how people could get involved. And on top of that, what that involvement entails, you know, because like you said, if you're a mom and you're thinking about what other moms are going through, what does that look like in Africa? Yeah, I, gosh, I appreciate that opportunity so much. Yeah, I, uh, it's been a, a very eventful week because this week is uh, our annual Shower Strike fundraiser. And <laughs> Scott, you've been involved in Shower Strike before. Chris, we need to get you in on this. All you have to do is yeah. not shower and then tell people you're not showering and then they give you money. Wait, um, wait, wait, say that again? It, oh, yeah, so it's called, well, the, the, the website is showershrike.org, showershrike.org. Shower Shrek? Shower strike. 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 Oh, like shower strike. strike. What does Shrek have to do with this? We're oh, on yeah, shower strike. We're not shower strike. Okay. I haven't showered in three days. It's a lot of dry shampoo. We were um, going to be in the same. I was going to go to her house and do this. And the reason we didn't is just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and the surgery. I was like, what? Too full. I, I showered right before I came here. So I apologize. Well, tell us more about shower strike. We need info. Yeah. So, okay. Fun fact. Shower strike was the very first fundraiser we had for this organization because we were sitting around just a small group of girls on my living room floor, probably drinking a lot of wine. We were thinking, how are we going to raise money for this thing that we want to do? And one of my friends said, we should all go and shower strike because Sarah doesn't shower anyway. <laughs> and um, she was not wrong. I was working from home at the time. Um, and we had a big chuckle, but then we thought, wait, maybe we could actually monetize that, right? Um, and this was back in 2009. So I'm you know, coding buttons in PayPal, right? It was way before peer-to-peer -peer, yeah. peer -peer fundraising was actually a thing. Um, and uh, we, lo and behold, in a week, we raised $25,000. So it is now part of our annual <laughs> fundraising. Um, the biggest- One week, $25,000 from not taking a talk? How did, that's, um, that's incredible. In the first year, so we did not get to have shower strike last year because of COVID, but in 2019, the last year we had it, we, we raised $350,000 in, in that week of shower strike. Yeah. It is, uh, it's a really big deal now, right? Like some celebrities get involved, classrooms are involved, businesses are involved. We have like match donors. And it is now a, a, like a, a proper peer-to-peer -peer fundraising platform situation where you can go on and yeah, create your page and share it with your network. And it's all very simple and streamlined. And uh, people uh, love it. <laughs> and it's hard to ignore that in your newsfeed, right? On your social platform. <laughs> like you're gonna not shower, why? And it's a cool way too, to introduce people to the cause who may not uh, otherwise be paying attention because they look at shower strike and they want to learn more about that. And then they learn more about why we're doing that. And then to answer that question, uh, Scott, um, we, while we didn't get to imp like implement a lot of new projects last year because of COVID and lockdown in our regions of work, um, we still were quite active doing upgrades and maintenance. And we deployed uh, a 
software, which is maybe another story for another time, but uh, with this interactive COVID training and resources uh, tool uh, with uh, live chat support. And we like sent that out to many, many communities. And that was really cool too. But now um, I just got back from East Africa a couple of weeks ago. We did a two new deep borehole drills. These are very deep boreholes on solar power, which are serving on average about 3,500 people. So these are like, you know, close, almost like municipal style uh, water systems. And those went really well. And we plan on doing 2021 20, uh, of those this year. So it is a, a big, big impact. <laughs> you think about like, for, for us too, through Rollaware, every $15 gives uh, somebody clean water for their lifetime. This is so, such a small amount of money, right? Like it's a latte or two at Starbucks in your daily drive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, 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 and it's so cool too, to be able to be a part of this, you know, platform and, and machine that allows people to be able to be a part of this from their couch, you know, on the internet and like post to social media. And we have, you know, friends in Australia and, and the UK. And of course, in, in East Africa, they're raising thousands of dollars and they're changing people's lives just by not showering and telling a few friends about it. So it's pretty cool. Showerstrike.org. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Showerstrike.org. I got to put that in there. I have another question following up to that. Okay. So I like to play devil's advocate because I'm just a pain in the butt and that's the th things I do. Nah. So I'm <laughs> sitting here and I'm just a human being in the United States and I'm looking around and I see all my, all these problems in my own neighborhood. Let's talk about honestly as a good open dialogue between the three of us. Why would somebody donate to something that's in Africa that I can't see? Great. They get water, but I mean, here's the deal. You know, there's homeless people here. There's people struggling here. Why am I going to send my money there if I only have five dollars to spend? Yeah, well, and, and to answer your question, you don't have to, right? Like, well, and there's another another twofold answer. Um, so, you know, we 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 all are called to different things. So, the, those of us who organize and help to create these things on in another place that is not the United States, we're, we're called to that, and we're skilled in that, and we know it well, and we do it well. Um, so, so there's that, and there's so many different things that we can choose to tackle uh, in this world, especially right now with all the access to information that we have to be aware of everything that we can do to make a difference. Um, so you just choose what you're called to do, and then you're a part of that, which is really cool. Another thing is that we are, as a planet, an ecosystem, and I, I don't mean environmentally, that's true too, but, um, you know, lifting others up lifts us all up, and, and that is not just a cliche. We are also very interconnected, and we saw that with COVID, right? Like, you can't, I'm also on the board of the U.S. Global uh, Leadership Coalition, because what we're trying to do is get additional funding for international um, d disease relief, because Everything that happens outside of the United States eventually does impact the United States in some way, not just like financially, but also um, health wise. So let's let's lift up the most vulnerable. Let's lift up the people who have the least resources to be able to do it for themselves. And that's going to make all of us better. That is just a fact. There's statistics to support this information. And I, I realize that it's lofty and I and I realize that. Um, it, it's it's uh, human nature to to empathize more fiercely with those we know better. I get that. Um, I I also know that as we become more of a, a globalized 
planet and, and economy and, and ecosystem that we're going to need to start paying attention more to these things anyway. And, and also too, you know what, like, can you imagine anything worse than not living without clean water? I mean, what, it, it, it literally is the beginning of everything, right? So I mean, we, we live with that for what, three or four days in, in Austin, Scott, with the hell. snow video. Hell. Horrible. I was, my, my daughter and I were like, we had a, no water, no power, but we had a leaky pipe back here and we were filling a bucket with a leaky, dirty pipe to bring inside, you know, to boil it on in the fire. Like it, it was, it was crazy, but this is what people live with on a daily basis, all of their lives. And it, it's not just an imposition or inconvenience and they cannot uh, call the utility company to voice their concerns. Right. Um, and it's no fault of their own. So I, I think if you want to make a huge difference and you have a little bit of time or a little bit of resources, then that's the way to do it. It's to start with the basics and provide something that is um, uh, the beginning of, of, of life and prosperity and, and any kind of opportunity for anybody. There was a, um, and to your point, like I asked that question, hoping you give pretty much that answer, because one of the things that made me want to travel more than anything else isn't just the idea of glamorous travel, it's seeing new people, new perspectives. And so yeah. to donate five, 10 or $20 to you or to, to um, um, Serena's organization, where you're helping somebody that you'll never meet, or you may never meet, there's something amazingly connecting and the depth of what we are as human beings and just the the thread of what we are yeah. that I can't explain. And honestly, yeah. the more we throw a nickel or, a, you know, whatever it is at something yeah. that we might never see, yeah. there's an amazing value that comes into your heart. You're going to be elevated. You're going to be energized in a way right. that I, I don't even think we need to try to explain. I just want people to to consider it. And like yeah. you said, it could be a few dollars. You know, I didn't have a ton of extra money this week, but I saw it, so I threw a few bucks at it. You know, just know. somebody's <laughs> going to drink some water because of the few dollars that I threw at it. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that is such a good point. And on top of that, um, you don't even, you know, uh, let, let me say this. So there are really good NGOs and social impact companies alike that are doing work very efficiently and very, very well. And they're the experts. And we should absolutely fund that because they know what they're doing and they're going to do it the best way. Also, um, if you don't have the, the the money or you just don't feel like it that day, then share it or talk about it or think about Thank the you. other resources that you have that you can make a connection to increase that support. So that could end up being even more valuable to the NGO and the cause at the end of the day. So that is absolutely another way to make the same kind of a difference. Mm. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Marlene's here in the house. She says, thank you so much for your initiative, creativity, and inspiration. Jacqueline says she's part of our unfiltered crew, our unfiltered family. She says, we are very lucky to live in a country here that we don't have the problems other countries have. But I find there wouldn't be so many problems if it wasn't for greed. It is ruining our world that we live in. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as somebody who's newly on the board for Help Heal Humanity, I was actually quite shocked. We were having a board meeting and I was talk we were talking about getting aid down to Haiti and Serena and the team have gone down there and built schools and done all this stuff. 
I was horrified at how challenging it is to make that happen. I literally thought, wait a minute, you're going to a country that is like in the situation that it's in and you're saying, hey, we can come help your people and you have to go through a lot of red tape. I mean, it's dangerous for her to go down there. Talk to us about Kenya. Is that is that something you have found that when you try to go help these impoverished nations that somehow there's, there's all sorts of corruption and things that are going on and you have to like make deals with people to be able to help serve that society or is that just something that, that we're seeing in Haiti? Um, Chris, you know, we've done work in Haiti too. Uh, and so, and I've been a few times, so I'm, I'm familiar, familiar with Haiti. Um, it, it, it is a, a very different situation than where, than where we work in East Africa. However, it's not that, um, okay. You know, it, it's a developing country, right? So, um, the, the political situation is very different. Um, the opportunities for corruption are, 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 are uh, easier. I will say, um, I will also say this, and I hope I don't offend anybody when I say this, but I, I, in a lot of ways, I feel safer in Kenya than I do uh, in certain places in the US. Um, while the corruption is rampant, I'm not going to deny that. Um, it's, a, it's a lot less hidden. Um, the US probably has the same amount of corruption. We just don't see it because we're more sophisticated. Covert versus oh, yeah. overt. I'm, I, 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 you know, for, for a while I was getting so many comments about this. Are you so scared to go over? You know, like, do you have to pay bribes? First of all, we've never paid a bribe. We've never had to pay a bribe. Um, but I, I ended up making this info, infographic because of, of all the, the data on gun violence and, and, and drug abuse and even like, uh, you know, ac traffic accidents. I put it together to show people Kenya specifically compared to the United States. And it's, very revealing. It, the um, Kenya is relatively, in those ways, quite safe, um, and you know there are bad apples everywhere, right? Uh, but East Africa, you know, we have projects kind of all over now. But East Africa specifically is such a beautiful place to be. Have y'all been there? Have y'all been? It's on my bucket list. Gosh, you guys, it's. Um, the people are phenomenal. It's it's like I I could probably get just get lost on the road somewhere, and five or six different families would want to bring me in and give me tea and, and put me up and you know feed me for free. You know, if I got lost here in Austin, like people would like pull their guns out, right? Like it's just it's so true. Um, so I, I I get that, and and Haiti is is a little different, Chris. Uh, Haiti has um, inherited a. A really bad situation, and um, it, it, you know, I feel like Haiti craves a, a culture and a, a foundation that they didn't get to have, right? Because uh, uh, the population in Haiti was have, have only been there for two hundred and fifty years, and, um, and and brought over in really horrible circumstances, and um, now, and Haiti is so close to the United States, so it's a really an easy place for people to. Uh, say that they're they're helping and go fly over to see that one time right with the group and the t-shirts and have the profile picture and then they never go back again um it's just too too easy uh i think haiti uh for those kinds of um, inappropriate philanthropic initiatives I'm trying to be tactful, but it's hard. No, it's hard. I love. No, it. I, you're on the unfiltered show. I mean, so I no, no. thank you for your honesty. Thank you. But so, so, so let's go into that real quick because this is this is a big question, and I'd, I'd love to tackle this. And you're leaning into something really nice. So I can go look at, let's just say, um, Meals on Wheels, and I can look, and it's eighty something cents on the dollar goes directly to the end user. 
But yeah. a lot of that is volunteer time and other things. So a lot of people love to say, how much my actually do actual dollar goes to the supposed, you know, nonprofit itself. But what about something like the Peace Corps, where um, it's going to people who are being paid? So you're pay you, you might you, and we can sit here and manipulate numbers all day. Then people get upset and say, well, how is the CEO making a half million dollars a year? Well, that CEO in the corporate in the private space would be making 20 million oh, like they're taking. So so this is what I would like to do. Let's talk a little bit about because you brought up a beautiful point. There's experts, there's people who are really making a difference. How do we, or is there a site or is there a place in addition to WellAware? Where can we look to take a look at where I want to invest my money in nonprofits or serving more than just myself? I love this so much. And I, I think Great this work. is a conversation that so many more people should have because um, like you say, Scott, fun, funds are fungible, right? <laughs> and there are, there's no black letter law on how NGOs file their taxes. So no. you can sort of allocate and move things around however you want, sort of willy nilly. Um, so here's what, here's what I think, not what I think, here is what people should pay attention to if they want to contribute to a cause, specifically NGOs, uh, the impact and how they are reporting on results over time, right? That is very important because what happens too often, especially with international development where there's very little accountability because so few people are gonna go to actually see if that project really works or not, right? Um, see what their reporting is on their impact. So. Okay, it's cool and all that you just, you know, built 100 schools, but are those schools still functional the year later, right? Are the kids actually going to the schools? Um, the, do the schools even exist? And, you know, what, what, are, what are you getting for, for input and reporting um, to be able to relay that to the people who generously contributed to these efforts? So um, the, the best websites for this, um, so GuideStar does a really good job of uh, not just analyzing the finances of nonprofits, but also the impact. So Wellaware is very, very proud to be, to be a platinum member of GuideStar for the last four or five years. And that's the highest level you can be um, because we do have those numbers. We do have the reporting. We do have the results over time. It's so few people have results over time, you guys. Less than 1% of international NGOs um, have any kind of measurement and evaluation tool. Okay, less than 1%? Less than 1%, right? So, and so, I mean, how do you know if what you're doing is even right if you're not measuring what happens from it, right? So, um, so this is really important. GuideStar, <laughs> you get the pretty picture and then you call it a day and it's just a, a, a very, very bad way that the nonprofit sector has actually educated the donor base. Um, it's, it's kind of our fault. Okay, not my fault, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, you're changing, you're changing, you're shifting that perspective. You're, you're leading the way. You and Serena and many others are leading the way. We're fighting for that. that that's true. So, so GuideStar is good. good uh, great nonprofits is a good one. Um, Charity Navigator is a very good one too. Yep, I've let seen me, that before. Let me, let me Charity Navigator. With the caveat being that uh, uh, when WellAware was smaller, so organizations that are under a million dollars in revenue annually do not qualify for a profile on Charity Navigator. So, so, so just so people know, 
um, when we were smaller, we, we, we couldn't be on it. And so that was a little bit frustrating because uh, grantors or foundations would go to look for, you know, how we were, how we were doing on uh, Charity Navigator and we weren't there. So that's unfortunate because there are some really cool smaller NGOs that are making a big difference. Um, so I, I recommend typically uh, GuideStar and Great nonprofits. Great nonprofits is cool too, too, because it's fueled by supporters. It relies almost exclusively on people who are not in the organization who give uh, reviews of the organization. So that's pretty cool too. So I've got a hundred dollars in my pocket right now, and I meet you at a bar, and you tell me what you do, <laughs> and I'm trying to decide: do I buy shots for this group of bachelorettes over here, or do I give the hundred dollars to you to your nonprofit? Oh, tell come me on. a little bit, a little bit about. I know what you're gonna do with that money. It depends on how much I've had it to you, no matter what. But I want to make you earn it, okay? So please tell me, tell me a little bit about the metrics, or give me the warm fuzzy, like the honest thing. Like if I were to give a hundred dollars, what is that going to look like today? Not in 2018, not in COVID. What are we going to see from that money today? Well, a number one, I can't compete with bachelorettes. <laughs> that was just teasing. I was just trying to do an Austin scenario. So <laughs> there are a lot of those parties. He's experienced it many times. <laughs> I used to run a bar, so that's what we used to do. So yeah, oh, yeah. you I ran a run a bar. bar in a really long time. Um, this is my best Friday night in a long time, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was too. I was too. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so so to to answer your question um, uh, very simply, I already I gave you the number that with Wellware, fifteen dollars uh, will will literally change somebody's life. Um, with access to clean water, but also too, you know, like, let's just, I feel like so many more of us could be a little bit kinder. You just got, I love your organization because we, we, we let's just think about each other a little bit more. We have become, I thought the eighties were the me generation or, or the me decade, but I, I think it's now, I think we're just all so worried about ourselves and only the people that are very close to us. And that's uh, not just unfortunate for our own psychology and well-being. It's unfortunate for the future of the world. Yeah. So like, you know, just think a little bit more outside of ourselves and then the kind of impact that we can have with such a, a tiny yeah. amount of you know, effort or you know, dollars in your wallet. Um, for me, it's a no-brainer. So I will say it, sometimes it's hard for me to, to relay this to other people because I'm so in the weeds, right? I'm living this. <laughs> like, why would you not, right? <laughs> uh, you, you and me and Chris both, I mean, all three, because uh, like when I'm saying it sometimes, like sometimes I'm like, okay, you have to say this. Like the good thing for me is because I teach students every semester, I'm forced to repeat it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is new. Right. And, and when I say it, they're like, wow. And I'm like, Wow, like it's just isn't that obvious? And the answer is no, you gotta keep saying it, you gotta keep doing it, you gotta keep being it. If you want the change, be it, be it, be it, be it, show it, shine the light, keep going, yeah. keep going, keep going. And there's yeah. days where you're like, Oh, here yeah. I am again. Kind of like right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and same. You know, like I um being a single mom is no small task. And uh the the work that we do takes quite a bit out of me. Fortunately, I have a kid that who's freaking amazing and um but uh i don't sleep I wonder much. why <laughs> well, she, uh, she just kind of came out that way i got no just, Jesus, uh, God, give yourself some credit okay super Wait. mom super mom good mom, good mom. Jeez. i had nothing to do with that kid i spent nine years with her and she's just great okay here's the deal we're gonna have to get sarah into our coaching program because she's gonna come out and she's gonna have so much self-love and even more energy she's not even gonna need to sleep at all because she's yeah. just gonna be like pouring 
greatness. She's going to fill her cup so much. She's just going to be this effervescent, just tons yeah. of love just coming out of her. You can see the radiance. You can see the radiance. But, you know, on that point, Scott, tell me, Sarah, when, I mean, because obviously I know Serena in this situation and, you know, it's not all glory and everything. How do you handle those times when you're just like, geez, I, all I have to do is just go back and, and do law and make money and not have to deal with all this stuff and everything else. How do you get through those times when you're like, just like, oh, like you said, less than 1%, what gets you through in those moments? Because I think so many people are struggling with that. And I think to Scott's point, yes, there's a lot of selfishness and there's a lot of that in the world. But through my experience right now on Clubhouse, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with Clubhouse, I'm finding I'm finding that there there is a, a tremendous amount of people out there who don't give a fuck who you voted for, don't care about your stance on abortion, don't care about a lot of vaccine. They're like, hey, there's people hurting right now. Let's talk about how we can pour into their cup and make them feel better. So to Scott, I mean, Scott just said it earlier. I mean, Sharon, Scott, what you thought where the way things are going. As far as what we're saying here, when we were talking on the phone earlier, which thing? we were talking on the phone earlier about you know the two divides and, and seeing, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's as desperate as it really no. is. I mean, in some respects, it is, but I think there's there there's going to be a bigger a mass of people who are really truly caring about the world. And to Scott's point, so we, we we give a very simple analogy all the time, and I talk about there's a tree that we've lived forever underneath this tree. So we call this tree yesterday or home or certainty. And when this river next to the tree starts to raise, which was also part of our existence, it was where we fished, we swam, we bathed. When that starts to raise up, we start to think, I'm gonna hold on to this tree and wait it out. And we hold on to this certainty. And there's a group that just holding on to that and saying, oh, this is this and those people are bad and they're trying to change this and they're like this and they're like this. And there's another group who just says, thank you so much for serving me tree. I'm eternally grateful to you. I love you. You gave me shade when I needed and protection and you've been there and we jump in the river and we go on to what's next because life is dynamic. And there's a group that, I mean, you see it when you're speaking to somebody, you know, right away when you meet a new person, you're like, oh, I love their energy or whatever. It's because your energy is moving together. There's a dynamic, there's a fluidity and you know, you're going in the same space and you know, you could ask them for help or, you know, they've got good information or you trust in their, their comments because they're moving with you. They're seeing the new stuff, they're growing. And then there's this group that is convinced that they're holding on to something beautiful and they're really just destroying themselves and they're going to drown and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's sad to watch and it's frustrating to watch and they think it's us. They're looking going, you're holding on to the tree and we're like, I don't know if you noticed, mm -hmm. but you haven't moved and we've been flowing for a long time. Like, yeah. And, and so, to that point, you, what you're doing, this is what I was mentioning in the introduction, is what a lot of people are doing and we've got to do more of is just be the light and just show away. Because for a long time, I was trying to be in a savior mode and be like, just do this, just do this, just do this. And right. I realized you can't just pull people off the tree. Right. You've got to just show them that it's okay and it's safe right. and they eventually jump. And it's sad to watch this because there's a lot of people who are tribalized. There's a lot of people who won't give outside their own neighborhood. There's a lot of people who, as soon as they saw this said, why would I give to Africa when my neighbor's starving? And that's why I brought the point up to show that, well, here's why. For $15, you can feed somebody or give some water to somebody you've never met and yeah. change the world in a place that you'll never see the evidence, but yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's much bigger than sitting here saying, look at me, I paid for this or I did this to my neighbor. Do you know. something you don't even know the results because you just trust in it and surrender to that river. I love that. So I love that. That's really, really good. I love. We it. just made that up. Did you like that? Is recorded. Is this recorded? 
Are we recording this? Oh, that's right. We're doing a show. I forgot. Oh, this is a show. Oh, I thought yeah. this was a Zoom call. That's right. We're, no, we're doing it. Oh, that's right. This is a show. This is a, I should go get another beer. Yeah. Jeez. Whew. I'm drinking seltzer out of a, a, a water glass, so it's not totally cooler. It's just well, a little bit cooler. Yeah. No worries. I'm drinking uh, scotch. My foot is hurting so much, I decided to have a beer because the doctor said, don't have a beer with your pain meds. And I'm like, will it make me feel better? And I'll be honest with you, my foot hurts less. So I think you need bourbon. <laughs> bourbon is for, for foot pain. Is it? Mm. I don't want to mix yeah. if I get I like, a bourbon. At this not, I like her. She knows She knows like alcohol. That's good. She's from Texas. She probably drinks Blanton's. She's not stupid. What's She's a Blanton? I don't even heard of that. Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden's a fantastic one. That's made from the same distillery, I think, as Blanton's. I think, I think so. Yeah. We, we drink That's, it on the girl side. I shouldn't say these things, but no. you know, sometimes it's stressful. <laughs> Listen, um, hey, hey. But wait, yes, Jeffrey, all... Jeffrey says, I love all three of you. I like it. Yeah. Can we brag about Mwah. Jeff real quick? Let's brag yes. about Jeff. So, let's brag about so, Jeff. So, Jeff was kind enough to invite me prior to my surgery. He's like, hey, let's go out and play some golf. So, we show up, and you know, guys kind of, we do this thing like, oh, does the other one know how to play golf? Sort of. We really don't give a crap deep down. But there's a side was like, is he better than me or whatever? His first shot was an inch from going in for his first hole or whatever. It was an amazing shot. He played a great round. He's actually going through chemo right now. He still got out there, still played amazing. We actually both played relatively decent. I was surprised because I don't play a lot. He hasn't played a bit. We had a great round, but he almost had a hole in one. And I wanted to run down there and like blow the ball into the hole because I was so pissed. It was right on the edge. He deserves it. So Jeff, you got a hole in one as far as I'm concerned. You know, he's on, on the board of well aware. Yes. yes. The board of aware. And he's, he's the longest, uh, has the longest tenure on the board of well aware in well aware history. Cause we don't want him to go. He has his term right. is completely up, but we won't let him go. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's talking about a pot. pot, is pot good for, for, for that's pain. true too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's we got we got some, we got somebody new Pretty here. We got Manny Manny Pan, Pandia. Oh, uh, hi, Manny. Hi, Manny. Thank you for being here. The unfiltered experience. Uh, Manny says you will find that the He's life you change, the most through your generosity, will unexpectedly be your own. Well aware is improving the world here by creating warm community as much as it is in the East Africa by providing clean water. Thank you so much for being here, Manny. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that inclusion in here. Um, yeah, Nelly's saying pot is good for foot pain. It's good for a lot of good, a lot of other things too as well. So um, I'm a card carrying member. We got, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce that name. I apologize if I'm wrong. Renee. I'm, Renee, I'm hi. Yeah. Oh my says, God. Well so aware, cool. Sarah and the team rocks. I love rocks hell yeah so thank you so much um so sarah when you think about everything we talked about tonight and your mission and your vision for the world of what we want to be and where we want to go what is your what is your what is your three minute speech to the world to say hey listen guys this is where we've been but this is where we're going and this is why we're doing it and this is where you can benefit from it from from joining our team what would you say to the to the world right now if you had that opportunity and you do you know i i'm just on what Scott was saying uh, earlier, I really do think that almost all humans want to care for each other. I, I, I think that is our nature. Um, there are various inputs from different sources that, that give us messages otherwise. I, so if we just sort of tap into that, right? If we could uh, feel the, the love that we have for other people who are not in our closest circle and, and act on that, we're all going to be better off for our cause specifically. 
again, there, you know, no prosperity can happen if there's not clean water there. Uh, we work with lots of other NGOs who do education and agricultural training and gender equality. Um, and the thing is, they cannot do their work until we do our work first. So what, what we need to do is make sure that the clean water is available uh, in these most vulnerable places so that they can thrive and we can equalize um, and create a more a more equitable situation for the people who need that the most. I, I should probably also say that um, because of all of our success rate, we, we, we have done some local disaster response. Um, and so we did help with Hurricane Harvey and Matthew. And then also recently uh, in the, the Snowvid situation, we partnered with Richard's Rainwater, uh, an Austin-based company that is really cool and very philanthropic. Um, and we were able to get about 300,000 uh, bottles of water to uh, really vulnerable populations in Austin and Houston. So uh, with very specific uh, donations, not not from the general fund. So people understand that they're donating to the uh, infrastructure in Africa. That's one thing. And then this was another thing. Um, and that wasn't really a good answer to your question. But great answer. Yeah. But, um, but I, I, I appreciate so much uh, all the support that Wellower has had. And I you know, I'm I'm the founder of WellAware, but really, you guys, like, what I do best is find really brilliant people to do their thing and and empower them and, and try to keep them around. Um, and then also to you know back to you know we're talking about this this I don't know if you were talking specifically, Scott, about the struggle of nonprofits versus uh, uh, for profits or, or private companies. Um, that the thing is about uh, nonprofit work or just social impact work is uh, you still need that talent, right? And you want to retain the talent because yes. you know what's more expensive than anything is turnover. Um, so if you're if you're not like keeping the good people around and making sure they're going to stay around, they feel valued and they're really excited about their job and they're doing a great job, then it's not going to work out and it's not going to be sustainable. And why would you want to give your contribution to an NGO that's not going to be around two years from now? That doesn't make any sense. Back to results over time. How can you have results over time if you're not going to last as an NGO? Um, so you should definitely still pay attention to to finances. Pay more attention to impact, and also understand that nonprofits do need to, in, in most ways or some ways, op operate like a company. They need to be able to keep those good people around because you're trusting them to do the work that you've paid them to do. So you want them to be good. And you want them to stick around. Love it. I don't get final, paid. Right final, <laughs> final question, Mr. Goyette. Final question. I'm just going to. We, we, we got we got Karen Catherine in the house. She says so inspired by Sarah every day. The incredible <laughs> work. Well aware. Thank you, Catherine, for being here on the Unfiltered Experience with us. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, final question, Mr. Scott. I'll just throw a two-second final thought to agree with what Sarah said. More or less, one of the most neglected profit centers in all of business is turnover. And turnover is a way for us to actually to make profit and benefit. So instead of being so frustrated that a person's making a lot of money because they're a high talent in a high talent role, look at what they'd be making in the private sector. And to your point, go straight to impact, go to those sites that you had explained, GuideStar, sounds like a fantastic one. Yep. And to your other point that I think was fantastic is in simple truth, everybody in this world, deep down in their heart of hearts, beyond their ego, wants good for all people but when we're here and not here we're going to be hyper focused on what's in front of us so here's what i would suggest and this is up to you because chris and i never tell you the path to take but if you're somebody who's let go of the tree 
and you're almost ready to jump in the river, people are watching you or hanging on that trade. So this is an opportunity for you to throw $15 or do one little thing that you can do to not be the savior, but let them see, guide by, lead by example, make that contribution, jump into the river, you're in the water, we're gonna be in service because the critical mass is gonna hit that enough of us jump in the river and we surrender to something much bigger that everybody will release the tree and that's when our world becomes a much more beautiful place. It's already a beautiful place. It'll become a much more beautiful place. And you can look right there, showerstrike.org, that's how you do it. Thank Sarah you. Evans is a super amazing human. That's all Thank I got. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. This might be the most funnest podcast I've ever. Okay, it is. It's See? See? <laughs> because it, I mean, it's just it's just, like I told you before. It's just a conversation between us three, and people are like just like going, "What's going on? What are they doing?" Uh, so, Sarah, thank you so much for spending uh, your time with us tonight. We'd love to have you back and to continue talking about, like you said before, the software aspect of what it is that you're doing. Yes. Uh, maybe get, maybe get into the deeper nuggets of what it is that we all can do on our own to to make a difference in our own communities. Like uh, I think Jacqueline was saying before, like you know, how to what about here? That's one thing that he help heal humanity is doing before it started off in Haiti and Spain and things of that nature. But when they created the USA board, now it's food for humanity here in the United States, education for humanity, yoga for him humanity. So it just continues to build out. So that's what I think that's what I foresee is you guys, you and Serena, you know, banding together. I was just literally on a Zoom call before this, listening to a very young couple talk about how they're building sustainable water through um, these uh, uh, ocean containers, like those cargo containers. That yeah. The first 24 feet, I guess the four by 24 feet, they can produce like something like 40,000 pounds of organic uh, vegetables and things like that with the water in there. So it's like there's so many people, there's so many people yeah. doing so many amazing things out there. So yeah. thank you for being you and thank you for taking that risk and jumping out of the corporate career and being comfortably miserable. Um, you got a friend for life in us and here in the, the unfiltered experience and myself. And we look forward to talking with you again. Uh, please keep us informed of what you're doing so we can have you back on the show and share your brilliance. So uh, perhaps we'll have you back on with maybe Serena, that would be a friggin' dynamic. Chris, I've got, I I've got, a, I've got a perfect I, show. Can I, we're, can I meet her? Can you connect me like tonight? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, we'll do it right away. It's already oh. happening. You're, you're already set up, and and we'll probably never talk to you again because you guys become best friends and forget <laughs> all about us, and that's completely okay because we want you guys to connect. Hell cool. yeah, hell yeah. And and just uh, before we, we send you backstage to the green room again, uh, Renee says, thank you again so much for being here, Renee. She says, your team is dedicated, talented, and focused. Well aware is an amazing mix of heroes changing lives by providing something we can all take for granted. We all take for granted water. It is, so, I mean, Renee, we, so I'm just gonna share this and then we're gonna end the show. Um, I get people all the time as the no excuses coach sitting there bitching, pissing and moaning about their life. And I'm like, did you by any chance go to a fucking room in your house today and turn a, a lever and have hot streaming water come out of your wall? Yeah. Did you? Did you have hot streaming water come out of your wall for as long as you want it? That's a pretty fucking good day. Yeah. Don't bitch. You know? Yeah. First of all, problems. <laughs> Shit going on in the world. Nelly's in the house. Thank you so much for being here, Nelly. Nelly is definitely a part of the Unfiltered Crew. Misfits for life. Thank you, Nelly, for being here. Sarah, we thank you so much. We're going to send you backstage for just a second, and then we're going to end the show, and then we'll be back there with you for just a little wrap-up. So thank you. Thank you for being here. We're thank sorry we didn't so get a chance to so see the, thank the kitten you. more, but uh, we'll have a kitten show. We'll have a kitten we'll a kid kitten show. show. Yeah. Kitten kid show. And Scott will bring a scorpion. The one that bit me? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you keep it as a pet? No, oh, my dude, dad, did you my see my Facebook live it. today? Did you see my Facebook live? I did today? with the with the butterfly, but I didn't see the end. Did he fly away eventually? No, no, I no. I saw you. I saw you. Yeah, I saw it. Kevin Bacon, man, that thing is crazy. It was it was kind of sad because we did the bucket of caterpillars, caterpillars before, and all of them hatched and all of them flew, and it was all pretty and and 
beautiful and amazing. This time, um, my cat kind of shook the uh, shook the container. So some of the cocoons, they 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 pin themselves to the underside of the cup. It's crazy. Go on Amazon.com, bucket full of caterpillars or something We've like that. It. It's amazing. And um, some of them got detached, but they landed. And some of those guys were fine. But there's just one, Kevin Bacon. Um, that's what my son named him because he's naming everything Kevin Bacon. So the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, now you're a butterfly. Now he's my buddy. So yeah. Um, Nelly says, I'm unfiltered to a fault. Scott, thank you so much for bringing Sarah onto the show. I mean, what a beautiful opportunity to, to share the brilliance of what it is that we can do to make an impact in our lives and impact more specifically, like we said, in, in the lives of people we don't even know. To know that you know, you're know you donating your money and your funds to make sure that people are eating and, 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 and having water and having an opportunity to grow themselves and become a, a part of the solution, that's what we should be doing. I mean, it, and I hear I hear what people are saying because I was one of those people as well saying, you know, we should be doing stuff here in the United States. This is where our people are. Let's grow the United States and then we can become stronger. We can go help other people. But the fact of the matter is, like you said, some people here in the United States are so incapable of even helping themselves. How can they help other people? So from this show, we really hope you guys get the fact that, you know, trust your gut, trust your instinct. If you're on a path that you're not happy with, you guys have the opportunity to make that choice to sit there and say, listen, uh, am I happy? Yes or no? No. Okay. What do I need to do to become happy? Okay. I need to, I need to get uncomfortable with, I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and go out there and do these things because to Sarah's point and to our point that what we do, and I was just talking about this an hour ago, when you get into flow and you get into the vibration of what it is that you're excited about doing, when you wake up in the morning, don't go, Oh shit, I got to go do this. You know, if you're running, if you're, if you're planning a vacation, you know, six months in advance to run away from your life for a week, just so you can have a break, that's ridiculousness. We encourage you guys here at the unfiltered experience and through our group coaching program to make sure that you're being congruent. You're honest with yourself because this life is short. This life is short. Ladies and gentlemen, people die all the time and they're like, or they get old or something happens and immediately they regret the chances and the risks they did not take to make humanity a better place. Once you start looking outside yourself and start looking to see what it is that you can do to make somebody else happier, that vibration and that karma comes back on you tenfold. I'm living example of it. And I know Scott, you are with go love now. Um, so we just thank each and every one of you guys here, on our unfiltered crew. If you guys are watching here live or on the replay, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Anytime you guys have an idea for a show guest or a topic, um, we would love to guys have you guys, uh, contribute that. If you're not already part of the family, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, theunfilteredexperience.com. Join our Facebook group, join the community because we're just growing out. We want to get a, a bunch, a bunch of like-minded people who are ready just to get out of their comfort zones and be able to go out there and help this world because just imagine the legacy that we can leave in the history books when our kids' kids grow up, when, when Jackson's kids, my son, I get chills when I think about this and think about what it is that we can accomplish here in this decade, in this time when we're alive and leave this place a better place for our kids and teach our kids like Sarah's doing and I'm doing and Scott you're doing teach our kids to be able to take the reins and make this world a better place so that when they look in the history books and like oh my god back in 2020 they had COVID and then in 2020 there was this or 2021 but then in 2022 people started coming together in 2023 people like stopped their guard and in 2024 we started you know collaborating as humanity and started lifting each other up that's what we're all about those are my final thoughts as they come streaming out of my brain right now Scott anything else brother Final thing, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to leave it simple. Extend your sense of self. The world's not Scott. The world's not Scott and Chris. It's not Scott, Chris, and Sarah. It's not Austin, Texas. It's not Texas. It's not the U.S. The world is everything in, in existence. And when we start to contribute in all ways possible to everything in existence, when we have the ability to do it, whether it's a dollar here or, or a share here, start doing it in a bigger way. Don't think small. Because if you think big, big changes will happen, I promise you. Love you guys. Jump into it. 
We are the unfiltered experience. Peace. We love you guys. Go out there and kill it. Enjoy your moments. Take care, guys. Bye.